Truck driver pay is likely to continue increasing in 2022, as high freight demand and supply chain headaches are expected to continue through most of the year. For many truckers, that means hikes in traditional mileage-based pay plans. But according to one analyst, even with higher compensation, such pay plans can be a big pain point for drivers. However, more and more fleets are offering alternatives to pay per mile. This is the Eyes on the Road podcast presented by PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass way station bypass and electronic toll payment services. PrePass also includes informed software for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. Online at prepass.com. I'm Evan Lockridge, and it's good to have you here. Driver turnover rates at truckload carriers have been high for several years, averaging between 70% and 80% annually between 2015 and 2020. This is typically seen at large fleets, and while smaller fleets usually see lower turnover rates, and some fleets keep their rate as low as the single digits, the fact is a good number of truck drivers change jobs pretty frequently. Either they go to work for another carrier, or they get out of trucking entirely. However, one of the ways some carriers are addressing these high turnover numbers is not just with higher pay-by-the-mile rates. Joining me to discuss this is Leah Shaver, the president and CEO of the National Transportation Institute, which tracks driver pay trends with its National Survey of Driver Wages. You can also hear her on Sirius XM Satellite Radio's Trucking Channel. Leah, it's good to have you here. Thank you. I really appreciate joining you today. Well, to begin with, I was reading a recent story about driver pay in which you were one of several people interviewed. And in it, you said that if truck fleets want to improve their compensation to attract and retain drivers, they need to address driver pain points first. One of the biggest you said is traditional mileage pay. Why is that? I've worked for SiriusXM since 2019, and we've been doing a show since even before that called Payday with Leah Shaver, where drivers call in and discuss any type of, of pain point about the job and how they how they can best navigate it with their employers. And certainly the top month after month and now year after year is uncompensated, unproductive time. And so when a company is steering through potential pay changes, trying to look more attractive, we always encourage them to look at those pain points. Mileage pay is still very useful with professional truck drivers if they're away from home, if they're in longer hauls, et cetera. But what's really key here is to pair that traditional mileage pay by compensating the downtime that would otherwise be uncompensated in a standard mileage pay package. So tell us about one alternative to mileage pay I'm hearing about, and that's called hybrid pay. What is it? How does it work? And how much is it being used? Hybrid pay packages have been trending at private fleets for probably the last five years, but all the more so in the last couple of years. And what what a hybrid pay package looks like is similar to what I was mentioning previously, which is pairing mileage pay with the longer runs, hourly pay with the job-related activities that have traditionally been left uncompensated, adding in per diem if the driver is away from home. Uh, Sometimes it's even an additional pay for just showing up for work that day. Just pairing together all of the, the different attractive attributes that together 
make the job more rewarding for that professional driver to be away from home and um, doing a, a good, safe job at work. Leah, why do you think you're seeing hybrid pay more with private fleets than compared to truckload fleets? We do see hybrid pay packages and hourly pay um, trending upward in the truckload sector. It's just much more prevalent in private fleets. So private fleets for clarity would be a company that might be a manufacturer, a retail organization, an energy company, and um, they specialize in something else. But they also happen to own a fleet of trucks and employ a group of professional drivers to pick up and deliver their goods. They work exclusively for that organization, serving their needs. And private fleet positions have historically been much more predictive and transparent in pay and in schedule for professional truck drivers. And so since they have that consistency inherently built in because they're serving themselves exclusively, they are able to build uh, pay packages and, and work schedules that better suit not only their needs, as historically they've done, but also the priorities of their professional drivers. And so it's easier for them. It's more traditional. The mass of their employees are others in other sectors or other roles outside of, of professional drivers. And so they don't look at an hourly or salary pay package is being that unusual, it's actually the most prevalent within the organization. Conversely, at a truckload fleet, the bulk of their positions are, are typically going to be a professional truck driver. In a historical uh, truckload fleet, we might have irregular route over the road trucking. You know, balancing the priorities of productivity of a professional driver and that whole concept of, but we've always done it this way, I think are probably the two most prevalent objections that we hear about related to hourly or salary pay at a truckload carrier. Now, another alternative to simply paying drivers by the mile, especially when they're starting work with a new carrier, is to offer what's called a transition bonus. What are the details here? really love transition bonuses and uh, their, their growing uh, affinity in, in trucking companies across, across the country. Rather than a, a large sign-on, which can actually sometimes deter a professional driver from calling, especially if they've got more experience, a transition bonus doesn't take away from the standard compensation that might already be offered to that professional driver because it's not as uh, extraordinarily high as a, a sign-on bonus can, can often be. A transition bonus simply supplements the driver's transition from one job to another. It tells the potential applicant or, or new hire that the, the company respects not only their experience that they're bringing to the company, but also that time and transition that it takes to leave one company, essentially clean out your truck, leave the equipment in the state or at that location of that other company and travel to the new organization to be onboarded and, and go through orientation. But what I love the most about a transition bonus is it essentially true ups the driver's pay during the early days at the company. And that's where when NCI looks at uh, new hire data for companies uh, as a, a standard, there's a, quite a gap for a new hire at a company during their first year when compared with a full year 
employed driver. And so a transition bonus is, is not a massive amount of money on the front side to lure you over. It's more so to coax you through those early days as you're transitioning onto the, um, the company's policies, their procedures, getting to know the management, um, getting to know the routine and, and, and true ups the, uh, the wages so that the driver doesn't feel any of those pain points in the early days where we see typically high turnover. Now, what about minimum pay or guaranteed pay programs as well as activity pay? So minimum and guaranteed pay, there's there's two different components here. One would be offering a standard guarantee to a professional driver, uh, similar to a salary where no matter what happens, remember that typically uncompensated, unproductive time, So breakdowns, traffic, congestion, construction, equipment failure, holdups at a customer. I might have said weather already. (laughs) I'm going to say it again, weather, you know, as we're here in in February recording this. There are a number of different things that can, can hamper a driver's productivity. And if they're on a standard mileage pay program, then that lack of productivity also impacts their paycheck. And since a lot of these things are out of control, companies have recognize that as being a a trigger for turnover over the years and and instilled guaranteed pay programs. Guaranteed pay just identifies the minimum amount that that driver can expect that week, regardless of those conditions out of their control. And, And as a standard, the minimum expectation is just that you're available to work. Whether you show up for work or you call in and you're available and waiting for your dispatch, regardless of freight, which maybe historically was a problem, has not been a problem for the last couple of years, or weather or a maintenance issue, as long as the professional driver is available for work, that minimum guarantee is there to give them encouragement and let them know that they're going to to receive that level of, of wage that week. The activity pay, supplementing mileage pay by paying for all activities that are job related. And at NTI, we track uh, well over 100 uh, different attributes of pay. I think we're up to about 180. Don't ask me to list them all for you right here on the spot. But the bottom line is we have companies that pay for all different sorts of activities for drivers, but some pay for as many as possible, and some try to keep the pay package as simple as possible. Ultimately, remember that pain points for professional drivers are any time that's unproductive and uncompensated because they, they've historically really strived to be well paid and to pay for the work that they do. Uh, today, companies are recognizing that a lot of the work that they do doesn't only mean they're behind the wheel. It can be related to loading, unloading, to waiting, um, to opening doors, to doing some physical labor, to you know getting the truck service, to to showing up for safety meetings or other programs at the company. Sometimes at companies, it's even the time that they take in a break in the sleeper berth while away from home. So activity pay varies at all different types of organizations and and ranges, but ultimately it's meant to supplement any kind of work-related activity that's a requirement of the job for the professional driver, whether they're behind the wheel or not. Of these different pay packages we've talked about, how much more are you seeing them uh, as alternatives to pay by the mile in the overall trucking industry, as well as in the truckload sector compared to, say, five or ten years ago? I would say that at least every week, 
a company is telling me that they're looking for something new to offer or that they are offering something new. As an example, yesterday, I met with a company that their drivers are regional or over the road, but they still, by and large, pay them by the hour. So they they feel that sets them apart, that the driver knows exactly what they're going to be earning as long as they are at work and think of any variety of activities rather than as, assessing a certain activity pay to each of those this particular company is just straight up paying you by the hour, no matter what work you're doing. You know, certainly much more prevalent than in, in you know, five years ago. And that's just one example. There are a number of things. Pet insurance, pet policies have been all the rage over the last five years. Um, but now as companies look to even further set them apart, they're they're offering health insurance packages for your little furry friend that is going to join you in the truck as your, your work partner. So all kinds of new ideas to spice it up and, and make the job and more, more importantly, that particular company all that more attractive. In driver surveys prepass has conducted, they show that after pay and compensation, time at home and flexible hours was the second most important benefit to drivers, followed by fleets offering way station bypassing. Leah, in your opinion, what benefits that fleets offer drivers are the most important in terms of recruiting new truckers as well as retaining current ones? When I started in trucking 21 years ago, and for many years after that, a trucking job was a trucking job was a trucking job. A driver uh, that you know worked in trucking as a standard looked pretty similar, um, dressed pretty similar, had a a similar job type function, and you know it was really there were you know particular perks at individual companies. Most often in a, a theme that we still hear sometimes today. You know we treat you like family. That would be your best selling point. You're we're family owned, and we treat you like family. Today it's totally different. Um, there are so many different types of trucking jobs, and. When you say that you conducted a survey and and second to um, compensation was time at home and flexible hours, I would echo that by saying that no longer is a trucking job just a trucking job. We we have different titles at different companies for levels of professional drivers. I coach companies to create and more importantly articulate career path opportunities, you know, achievements, different tiers, levels, accessories, um, uh, you know, any type of achievement that we can offer to our drivers because they don't just want to join the industry and be in the same job forever. They do need flexibility in the same way that we do. We all go through life adjustments, our requirements change, our personal needs change. And furthermore, today, In 2022, we have four different generations of professional drivers working in the industry. Each of them have different needs. Each of them have different priorities. And so I think the best thing that's happened uh, with the shortage of drivers and and the, the desire for companies to look and feel more attractive to the potential workforce that's out there is to diversify their offerings and be flexible to the various needs that occur no matter the age, generation, location, or job type for that professional driver. 
If you were to look in your crystal ball at the year 2030, how much different do you think driver pay packages will be compared to 2022? I think that there's a couple of things. One, we will see a higher prevalence of that uncompensated, unproductive time for drivers being a lot more efficient with a cooperation with our shippers in other areas of the supply chain, bridging the gap to help our drivers uh, shore up that downtime and and offerings at companies and in contracts to make sure that it's well compensated for the professional driver. I think we'll continue to see more hourly pay and hybrid pay packages where uh, more and more activities are covered for drivers and maybe a shift to a more standard type of pay like the rest of us have experienced throughout our life in a in a salary or um, you know similar to that guarantee or hourly pay package. I, I also think that the the look and feel of drivers will continue to change. And as that happens, we're going to see pay packages evolve, maybe in ways that my crystal ball wouldn't even forecast here. Do you think fleets that don't evolve their driver pay packages are in danger of being forced out of the trucking business because they simply won't be able to find new drivers? I think that that's already happening. The challenge for every company right now is not only to look at their own culture and offerings and packages and say, what have we always done that, that maybe isn't as appealing? What's important and crucial to our people? So, you know, you mentioned in your survey, pay. Uh, flexible time. And um, also you mentioned the way station bypassing. I would, I would account that to conveniences to help them be more productive, right. To make sure that their, their productive time is, is paid well. And so when you put all of these things together, companies have to start looking toward the future. And if they're not already doing that, frankly, they're way behind. That is Leah Shaver, President and CEO of the National Transportation Institute. You can find her and the Institute online at driverwages.com. Leah, thanks very much for your time. Good talking to you today. Thanks, Evan. And you can read about the types of benefits drivers say they're looking for and fleets are offering by going to the PrePass blog at prepass.com. There you will also find stories on this and many other trucking topics, including the latest on trucking regulations as well as previous editions of this podcast. Also, don't forget you can hear PrePass's Eyes on the Road from your favorite podcasting service. Be sure to follow PrePass on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening. And remember, keep your eyes on the road.